What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Matt Goes to the Movies, and we are here today to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which is the major introduction to Kang the Conqueror and the start of Phase 5, and is supposed to give us a clear understanding of where we are going in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, this review is going to be completely filled with spoilers, so if you have not seen this movie, I would suggest if you don't want to be spoiled that you wait to listen to this review until you have seen it. But with that being said, this movie is getting hit incredibly hard by um, by viewers, a 48% on Metacritic, a 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, not what probably Marvel was hoping for. Now, it has made a lot of money out of the gate, $104 million for its opening weekend, which is a record for the Ant-Man films. Uh, I do feel, though, based on reviews, we're going to see a very steep decline here in the second week that this movie is released. But that's a different topic, and we're going to talk about the movie. And do I think that Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is the worst MCU movie, which I'm hearing from several people. No, um, I, I don't. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Uh, that's certainly not mine. There's certainly entries in the MCU that are, to me, way worse than this movie. But it is getting to be very troublesome for me with these movies. And I want to give a shout out to Harrison in uh, the Basement Binge podcast, you can check that podcast out uh, by going into the show notes for this review. Uh, we recently did a review on his show for this movie where I gave some of my thoughts. And part of my biggest problem, and one of the things that we talked about with this movie, is it's just not exciting anymore to go to a Marvel movie. Or at least it hasn't been for me. And, you know, that was part of the thing, like when a new Marvel movie came out, I needed, I, I needed, I wanted to be in the theater to go see this thing. Um, now with this movie, it was just something to do because it felt like I should be there. Uh, not just because of the podcast, but it's been, you know, the MCU and Marvel now has been just part of of my life in general and a, a part of a lot of people's lives where a new Marvel movie's out, you you go to the theater. It just kind of feels like it's a routine now. And I miss that feeling of being genuinely excited to want to go see a Marvel movie. Um, and this just doesn't have it. And once you're in the movie, that excitement isn't there. Um, you know, the, the story of this movie is... They are forced to go, uh, you know, Scott and Hope and Cassie. Um, th they're forced to go into the quantum realm um, to save uh, basically themselves as they're sucked into the quantum realm. And it, there's just not a lot of fun in this movie. There they meet Kang the Conqueror. Uh, played by Jonathan Majors, and we find out that uh, Janet, Michelle Pfeiffer's character, uh, knew Kang in the Quantum Realm, and she didn't want to talk about it. Now, that is something that I actually enjoyed about this movie, is the family dynamic. I did think that all of these characters, Hope, Scott, Janet, Hank, and Cassie, I thought their their family life 
was well played. I enjoyed it. I thought it was real. And I like the fact that when they find out that Janet knew of Kang and she never talked about him, her explanation was, I had lost so much time. I didn't want to think about those things. And I just wanted to be your mother again. And she's explaining it to hope. I really like that. And I like that when there was a problem and like this family found out things, they didn't do typical tropes where they argued or things like that. They just understood the character. And there was another scene where we find out that Janet's character um, had a relationship with somebody else in the quantum room, uh, Bill Merrill. Bill Murray's character, Lord Kryler, um, and she's like, I was gone for 30 years. I'm a woman. I had needs. And Hank's character says, I had needs too. He was with a woman while she was gone, but explains like she wasn't you when Janet asked what happened. And they just move on. Like they let that be enough. And I really, really enjoyed that. Now, Jonathan Majors as Kang is very good. Uh, I am extremely excited to see what he's going to bring to the table in the different roles as different Kang variants. Um, I thought he was good. I like that he, even in this movie, even though he's a villain, he was a man of his word. You know, at one point when Janet helps him when they're stuck in the quantum realm, uh, way back when she was stuck before she escaped, you know, Janet helps him fix his time traveling machine. And she gets a glimpse into what he's done and how he's destroyed universes. And she says she can't let him leave. And she's like, if I, if you leave, how many worlds are going to be destroyed? And he says, not yours. I appreciate that because he's not going to destroy. He's saying, if you get me out of here, your world will never be touched. The people that you care about will never be harmed. You have my word. And I like that. It's, it's a very Thanos-like thing where... You know, the best villains, you can you can see their mindset and understand it. And I thought that was really good. Now, one character that I, I do want to touch on is MODOK. Now, I do not mind MODOK's design. I don't think it looks that bad. I know there's a ton of memes coming out. My problem with MODOK is the same thing that I have a problem with Marvel it is the cookie cutter formula now of everything has to be funny. The way that Modak goes out, his character development is terrible. It's inexcusable. It's on par with the Mandarin reveal in Iron Man 3. There's a line in this movie where it's never too late to stop being a dick. And that's from Cassie to Modak. And it's stupid. It's childish. It's supposed to be funny. It's not. When Modoc turns on Kang, he talks about how he died in Avenger and how Scott was always like a brother to him. It is horrendous. The theater that I was in was laughing. You could hear chuckles during this scene. And it's not chuckles because it's funny. It's chuckles because it was cringeworthy. And you cannot have that. Marvel legitimately needs to figure out what they are doing in terms of humor, because it is, in my opinion, destroying this franchise. Everything does not have to be funny. Thor Love and Thunder suffered from this incredibly. That should have been a serious movie that was bogged down by stupidity in terms of humor. This movie is bogged down by humor. 
it, it just is not working. It is now starting to feel forced into these movies and it kills momentum of scenes and just the movies in general. You, I cannot stand Marvel's formula anymore. It is, it is getting to the point where it's just a burden to continue to sit through that. And yeah, I, I hope the rumors of them only coming out with Loki season two and secret invasion as the only two shows that released this year so they can work on, you know, more stuff. I hope that's true because I'm not interested in guardians of the galaxy three. Uh, the trailer did not do anything to get me incredibly excited for it. The Marvel's, Maybe once I see the trailer, who knows? But there is just not the excitement there anymore for for these movies for me. And it's a shame because, you know, what they did with the Infinity Saga is unprecedented. It's unheard of. And maybe it will never get to that level again. But there's no excuse for what they're doing now. They need to take a real step back. They need to really look at the drawing board and they need to take some time and make some adjustments to this, or you are going to start seeing huge, huge diminishing returns on investment. So that's going to be a quick review here of my thoughts on Marvel in general, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Honestly, I would wait until this is on Disney Plus to check it out. To me, there's no reason to rush out to the theater and see this. So thank you very much for listening to this review, and we will see you very soon at Matt Goes to the Movies.